0: I bet the vampires in Twilight aren't very realistic. There's no such thing as a realistic vampire. There is. I mean, more realistic. I mean vampires don't twinkle. Okay, so so what are vampires like? Well, I think it starts with drinking blood, like like you have a need to. It's like it's like when you have a cut on your finger when you're a little kid and you're sucking on it, but eventually that's not good enough, so you so you switch to animals and stuff like that and then you know people. And and you change a lot after the first person you kill. And you change a lot more after after one after another. But I think when you first start out being a vampire, all the all the stuff you see in the movies doesn't really matter. Like you can go out in the sun and you can eat garlic and I don't even think the church stuff is even true. Like maybe to religious vampires, you know? And I don't think you get bit. I think it's like uh it's like a disease you get. Welcome to E Society's 31 Days of Horror.
1: Yo yo, what's up everybody? Nez back, E Society Podcast. 31 Days of Horror. Alright, tonight. I am coming at you. This is a request um, from a listener that thinks she's all that. And um, yeah, trying to tell me what to do. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm coming at you tonight with the uh, 2016 film. Horror drama, I guess that's what you call it. uh, The Transfiguration.
0: Have you been hurting any animals? Maybe thinking, but I don't do it. Not anymore. Wow, you're really into um, vampires. I was going to say scary movies. So you heard, huh? Huh. Someone kill a white boy in a basement. So what are vampires like? I think it starts with drinking blood. Like you have a need to. Eventually that's not good enough. So you switch to animals and people. So you really like him? Yeah, I do. Whatever it is you're doing, there's someone doing a whole lot worse. Why are you avoiding me?
1: Troubled teen Milo hides behind his fascination with vampire lore when he meets the equally alienated Sophie. The two form a bond that begins to challenge Milo's dark obsession, blurring his fantasy into reality. All right. That was Google shoot on over to IMDb. The outcast orphan Milo is a lonely teenager that lives with his brother in a dangerous neighborhood. Milo. Is a fan of vampire stories and movies, and he randomly kills people to drink their blood like a vampire and steal their money. Okay? (laughs) When he meets the depressed teenager Sophie, they become friends and spend their leisure time together, affecting Milo. All right, again, drama horror. This was written and directed by Michael O'Shea. I do not know who this director is or what he has done other than this film. Let's check out what he has done. And this is his only movie that he's uh, written and directed. So, Uh, But with that being said, uh, well, let me run to the cast really quick. Um, Milo is played by Eric Ruffin. I have not seen... This gentleman in anything else. So, um, well, maybe I, I need to really uh look around, check out his work. Uh Chloe Levine is Sophie. Uh, Uncle Lloyd, <laughs> the great Lloyd Goffman. He's the hobo in this film. I need to watch that part again because I didn't realize I was him. All right, cool. Um, Lewis Scott, Karen Cretchies, D'Angelo. Bennell, Carter, Redwood, Aaron Moten, uh, J Quan, J Kelly, Eriki, Mudu and a bunch of other people. But all right, again, written and directed by Michael O'Shea. Uh, for this being his first and uh, only movie at this time, uh, I thought this movie was awesome. I, I loved it. It was. It's it's a really really slow burn. Um, tech, me, you guys know me. Technically, this isn't a horror movie, quote unquote. But oh man, it was it was really depressing. First of all, uh, if you're in a depressed state, don't uh, sit and watch this movie. Uh, but not to say that that don't watch it ever. It was really really good. The story was really cool. Um, the acting again, I didn't really know any of these uh, young actors um, The main little kid Milo, he's a little black gentleman. I Thought he was awesome and he he really did a good job at what he was doing in the story playing this character. This all takes place in um in New York uh, over the bridge in Brooklyn Brooklyn hit that biggie And it was it was it was an interesting story. It kind of had the feeling of uh, "Let the Right One In" or "Let Me In." The, the the remake, both of those films are good. Um, they also mention it in this because uh, Milo is obsessed with uh, vampires and vampire stories as well as movies. He had a nice little. VHS collection. Uh, he had Fright Night and Dracula Untold and I think the maybe the original Dracula. Uh, he talks about Near Dark. Um, there's a little quick little <laughs> a little bit of Twilight in there. If you guys heard the clip in the beginning, which I thought was funny. Um, oh, and uh, the greatest vampire movie of all time, The Lost Boys. Uh, you see his little videotape uh, in his little collection. Uh, but the film opens up uh, with a man in a public restroom, and he's in there just doing what he's doing. But then he hears something uh, in the stall, and he kind of looks over to see what it is, and it, he sees that there's two people uh, in the in the stall. So he's like, Ugh, I, don't, I don't, I know what's going on there. Let me get the hell out of here." So the camera goes in, and this is when we're introduced to Milo. He's uh, again, he's a 14 year old boy, and he is in there he looked, he just killed somebody and he's sucking the blood uh out of him and i was like whoa i mean this this starts right with a right off with a punch um i knew nothing of this movie much less i didn't even heard of this film so this was um, a a really um a surprise for me uh this year um I'm surprised it maybe people were talking about it, and I just never really paid attention, but uh, a friend of mine, she's the one, yeah, you should do this one, so I went, all right, so I found it. It's on youtube uh, the copy's clear enough um you you can see what's going on. there's some subtitles at the bottom. I don't really know what language that was, but um it didn't it didn't take me out of the movie, or you can rent it on. Amazon, or a, if you rent movies on to watch movies on YouTube, you can also do it there. But it's the whole movies on there, so check it out if you guys want to want to watch this. But I'm about to spoil it. Uh, I'm not going to go by play by play. I'm just going to kind of run through the 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 gist of what's going on. But yeah, so that's how we're introduced to Milo, and he lives um in uh in the in Brooklyn area uh not really sure brooklyn's pretty big so i don't i don't really know that much uh of brooklyn i've been there a few times but i don't really know the uh, the sections uh, of brooklyn but anyway so but he's living obviously he's living in the hood and he's uh he walks home and he's dealing with um other the other kids uh, as well as the teenagers uh local street toughs that are, that are in the area Everyone thinks he's a freak because they're "hey freak." And there's a scene where these boys chase him down. This part was kind of cold. Um, these uh, little group uh, uh, of uh, young teenagers they go chasing after him, uh, and they catch him, and they're about to beat him up. But then one of them just decides to piss on him. Uh, so I was like, "Damn, man, he's ruthless in this neighborhood." And then when he, he's walking home again, and he sees the, like, the older guys, and they're like, "Hey, freak! Hey, freak!" And he just kind of waves, and they laugh at him and go, "Oh, but keep your dogs away from him." So uh, Milo, I, he goes to school, and uh, he's dealing, or he goes with, um, I think is either his counselor or a psychiatrist, and she's talking to him like, "Well, have you had any of these urges?" And he's like, "No." And he goes, "She goes, are you st- are you still thinking about?" Uh, killing animals or hurting animals and he's like no no i don't i don't do that so obviously uh, the locals know that he's he's killing animals and everything and somebody found out can't keep nothing secret in the hood once everyone finds out once one person finds out everybody finds out about your corks so he's just trying to just live his life and everything he lives with his uh his older brother i think his name was lewis uh he lives with him and uh, it's just them two. Uh both of his parents uh, have died. I think his dad died when he was younger and his mother uh, killed herself. Um, and th- it was I think I think he's dealing with that because there's scenes of him staring at this door in his apartment. And I, I, in the beginning, we really kind of don't know why, but later they show why he he stares at the door because he has a flashback of him uh, finding his mother. She's uh, laying on, on the bed and she's I think she slit her wrists or something. And then he walks over and touches uh, her wrist. And then he like tastes the blood and, and everything. And I was like, damn. So I don't I don't know if. If that's where he got his taste for the blood or was he just so fascinated with vampires? I mean, he does kind of go into why he's doing what he's doing. But it seemed to me he was more just fascinated with the whole vampire lore. At first, I thought he was uh, a vampire because, like, like I said, we see him in the beginning killing uh, this guy and sucking his blood. Uh, but it's at night. But then when we go to the next scene, he's like on the train or the bus or whatever, and it's daytime. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a daywalker like Blade, but. As the film going we we know we know right early in the film that he's he's not a vampire, but so he he's trying to just live his life and everything he uh he meets this girl when he's going home uh she's coming into the apartment and she's got a bunch of bags, and he's like, "Hey uh she goes, "Can you uh help me?" And he's like, uh okay, so she's got he helps her take her bags all the way up to the ninth floor she's living with her I think her grandfather, i think. And so he's like, okay, all right, well, see ya. So the next day he's doing this thing, um, but he's out and about doing, uh, doing this thing. Just He's always walking around the, the neighborhood um, and he sees uh, these, uh, these white guys, the probably like maybe four or four or five of them. And he's like looking, they're like off in the bushes, kind of in the cut. And he's he's looking, and he's not really sure what's going on. But as he gets closer, he sees that um, Sophie's there. And I guess they were, um, it says here, the next day he again encounters Sophie as a group of drunken teenage boys are gang raping her. Uh, it says once they leave, Sophie, oh, yeah, once he sees it, and then the guys get up, and then they all kind of get in their car and drive off. Um Sophie kind of gets up and she sits on some little old couch or whatever, and then uh, Milo walks up behind her as she's cutting her arm, and he goes, "Does that hurt?" And she's like, "Uh." So he kind of just sits down and starts uh, talking to her, but he sees uh, her arm. Her arm is bleeding. He like leans towards uh, Sophie's bloody arm before she stops him. He, or oh, he's like, like he looks like he's gonna go in to like start sucking her blood, and she's like, "What the what the." F- what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, Oh, well, I'm sorry. I just and then she kind of goes on about some other things. He goes, Well, what's that? She's her other arm is kind of messed up. And then she goes, Oh, that's psoriasis. And he's like, Oh. And he goes, She goes, You can't catch it or anything from me. And he goes, Oh. And he goes, Could I catch it if uh if if your blood got on me? And she kind of like look like, what? So this is where they, their little friendship meets and they start to go and, uh, they start hanging out. Um, uh, he kind of just, just to kind of become friends. They obviously, they know they both live in the same apartment and, uh, she tells him where he lives and then he's like, Oh, well you want to come over and watch something? So he goes, she goes over to his apartment and they're in there watching like, uh, slaughterhouse videos, like of, um, Animals being slaughtered in the slaughterhouses and everything, I mean, I know I understand why people don't want to eat meat, and I understand people that do eat meat, like I am a meat eater um that's how my people are, that's how my people survived and lived off the land and the the crops they grew, and that's just me, but I understand if you don't want to, so don't I't don't, not talking bad about you but. Those slaughterhouse videos are ruthless. <laughs> I remember I went seeing this band called um I want to say Grotus. Um and I want to say they were they were really saying that they were um uh they didn't eat meat basically and they were showing these during their songs there was a movie screen behind them and they were showing slaughterhouse videos and I was like oh my god I, I wasn't even paying attention to what they were uh, singing about. They were just rocking hella hard, but I was just fixated on on the movie screen behind them watching uh, the videos. I like how Milo and and Sophie were watching in this and they were like just going down the assembly line and killing chickens and cows and sheep and stuff like that. It kind of got me that night. I kind of didn't eat chicken for a little while, but uh, that went away. So, (laughs) but anyway, uh, sorry to gross you out if I did. See, I can watch all the bloody, gory horror movies, but when it's real life stuff like that, or just—I'm not one of those weirdos. I can't watch uh, real videos of people uh, getting killed or anything. I mean, I ha- I have seen some stuff like that, but I nah, I'm good. I can't sit there. I can't be like Milo and sit there and watch it. So that's when she realizes that he's really into vampires because she starts looking at his videos. He's got he's, he's old school. I mean, he's got VHS tapes. He, he's she starts looking at. And she goes, "Wow, you got a a lot of um." He you know went vampire movies, and she went. Uh, I was gonna say horror movies, but all right. So he goes, "Oh yeah," and that's when she he kind of tells her he's really fascinated with the whole vampire lore. So he he kind of hey. Uh, want to go to movies and she's like yeah sure so he ends up taking her to um see this movie that old school movie Nosferatu She's what year did that come out it was way way back in the day uh 1912 the silent German uh, film I seen it once I don't really remember it that much but it it is a classic if you guys haven't seen it it's silent so definitely check it out so he kind of sees that and uh says the next day as uh, Sophie as he asks Sophie out to go to the movies and they go watch Nosferatu, which he considers a re- a realistic depiction of vampir- vampirism or vampirism, however you say that word. Uh, Lynn, Sophie claims Twilight is a better film and suggests Milo watches it. Uh, she later gifts Milo a copy of the first Twilight, no- a Twilight novel. Milo speaks about what he thinks realistic vampires are like. I kind of played that clip in the beginning of the film. He points out that he believes vampires cannot kill themselves. They talk about their family, revealing both parents or both uh, of them are dead. Specifically, that Sophie's grandfather beats her. He yeah, that's the one who she lives with. And Milo's mother killed herself when he was younger. Milo confides in Sophie that he still doesn't know where her grave is located because his brother, Louis, will not discuss it. Uh, before the events of the film, his mother killed herself and Lewis walked in and Milo drinking the blood from her fleshly slit wrist. Sophie tracks down Milo's mother, Milo, mother's grave and Milo and her go out and visit. So, but in between that, he, he, uh, he does take out, um, he goes to the park and he's walking around. I, I assume central park and, uh, he's kind of hanging out and then he acts like, um, He's laying there and some guy comes up to him and then I assume that's Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> so he he attacks him and uh kills him and then drinks his blood and then cuts out. Um in the in the beginning when he uh killed that dude in the bathroom, he uh went home, but then like the next day he woke up blah, and just threw up all the blood in a in a wastebasket. And that, and he kind of, he kind of, he, he must do that every single time. But, um, I know what blood tastes like, but I, I don't, I mean, my blood. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I've had busted lips and nosebleeds and and all that type of stuff, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to be tasting no one else's blood. So, uh. But his rules, uh, he, he, he writes everything down in these journals. And he kind of does, he kind of came up with the, obviously reading and doing his research, the, the rules of, of being a vampire. Don't just randomly kill anybody that, that you see or anything. I guess it was some, some kind of vampire rules. But so he was following those. But uh, in between, he did, he kind of gets into it with the um, the local street toughs uh, that are out there bothering him. But I mean, they just mainly just think he's a freak. Uh, his brother Lewis used to run with them, but then I think after once he started have to take over take uh, take over by being his brother's parent or guardian, he just kind of put that life uh, aside of him. Oh, he went off to um to war. I think he was in the army. I, I don't know which war he went to. to be, maybe. Well, he didn't look that old. Um, cuz when I was old enough when the desert storm started. I think it might have been during the Iraq stuff. Iraq, I- Afghanistan stuff. But anyway. Um he is uh outside and uh these uh he's walking around in this uh the this this uh guy and this gal and this white couple. Uh teenage, look like teenagers, maybe in their 20s. Like, hey man, uh, do you know where we can score some uh, some C or Molly? I assume C is cocaine, or <laughs> it's crack. I don't know, but um, stay away from bo- um, drugs, uh, boys and girls. Not good for you. I never did that stupid shit, only because I saw how it did what with the Well, the drugs were in my neighborhood, and uh, then it was during the crack and all that shit, and heroin and everything. I've seen what it does in... Did not look fun to me, and I have no desire to do it um, and any of that shit. But anyway, stay away from drugs, uh, boys and girls. So Miles kind of looking at him like, hmm, all right. Um, So he leads the boy into one of the apartment buildings. They live in an area where it's all like um, a bunch of apartment buildings. Um, So he kind of leads him downstairs. And he takes him in and the guy, the boy, first of all, the boy was stupid to follow him into a basement or something. So, I mean, I've I've seen deals and everything growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in. But, I mean, don't fucking go and follow someone you don't know into who knows what building and then go into the basement. Anyway, that's why I said. Stay away from drugs, boys and girls. The dead end. Um. So he go, He follows it. He follows uh Milo down into the basement, and that kid's like, uh, I don't know. What do we do? What's going on down here? And then that he 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 leads them into, um, it looks like the hangout area because there's beer bottles and everything in there where all the 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 street toughs that that uh, Milo knows his get his brother's friends, and he kind of just like um, uh, all right, and then they come in. And they, they start uh they start fucking with him. It says the location is revealed revealed to be the meeting place of the gang that harasses Milo. Offered to the boyfriend's exception uh, of drugs, the gang kills him as Milo watches intensely through the window. Yeah, when, when he's down there, those guys come up and like, hey man, what the fuck you doing here? And uh he's like, Oh man, that's it's all good, it's all good, and they end up uh they beat him up a little. And uh, they must have had a new member of the gang because they hand him a gun here, man, take him out, take him out. And that guy's kind of hesitant. He gets the gun. Then he cocks it and just pointed at that kid, the, the white kid laying on the ground and shoots him. And they're like, Oh fuck. And, uh, like they, like, he was like, man, I didn't know he was going to shoot him. I, they were just kind of, here, wanted to see if he, if he had the juice. <laughs> and obviously he did. So the main guy took the gun away from him. I was like, man, fuck. And, it, and that kid's laying there all <laughs> hacking up his uh all the blood coming out of his mouth. And the other guy just takes the gun away from him. Just finishes him off. And they're like, Oh, let's get the fuck out of here. So they all just they all take off. Uh Milo was still there. He was kinda in the cut, peeking through a window, and then he walks over and looks and just sees him. I thought he was gonna like get down on his hands and knees and start drinking his blood, but he he gets the hell out of there. Um, he ends up uh, going back home. And then later on, he uh, his brother goes, Hey, man, did you hear what happened? And he's like, No, what? He goes, Yeah, man, somebody killed some white boy down in the basement. And uh, the cops and everybody were here. So they were sweating everyone down. And he was like, Oh, well, I don't know nothing about it. And so, but... um, Oh, after... Before before I what I just said, when Milo left the basement, the girl that was with that guy, she's like, Hey, hey, and Milo just starts running. So obviously she told the cops, because the police pick up Milo and acquire uh about the recent crime, telling Milo that if he does not tell the police what he knows about the crime, they will tell uh the neighborhood gang that he's a snitch. So yeah, see that's what that's fucked up. I mean, I'm I've I'm not gonna stand on my soapbox, but um, there's good and there's bad police, especially if you've seen that one movie I talked about. Was it this year or last year? Um, was it the Central Park? Six or five or whatever it was when it was uh, those uh, five young uh, black gentlemen that got basically pinned for murder uh, of a of a white lady that was jogging. No, she, it wasn't, she didn't die um, or, or like an attack on her. And they went to jail for hell long. And one of them was in jail for like hell long. And then it turned around that they were all innocent. But, man, the damage was already done. So these cops, I mean, you you watch a bunch of them. You watch Clockers or one of those things. I mean, again, I'm not saying if there's any law officers listening to this. Not everyone are bad. I mean, that's like saying... Not all people are bad. You got bad people and you got good people. You got bad cops and you got good cops. But these guys were the bad cops. They were the manipulators because they told him, look, man, you need to tell us something. I mean, they also obviously pick the weakest person to to sweat down. And he was like, I don't I don't know nothing. I don't know anything. He didn't see Milo knew the rules, man. I mean, just don't don't rat anyone out because you have to live in that area. I learned that when I was growing up. I mean, the things that I've seen, I'm like, I don't, I don't know nothing, because you still live in that area. Ah, oh, they may protect you for like a second, but the locals, and they all know. I mean, they're they're still gonna come after you because they know that protection ain't always gonna be there. So, when they kind of like, all right, man, they sweat him down enough, and Milo doesn't crack, they take him home, and uh, he goes, hey, uh, you just passed my building, and then one of the cops is like, nah, nah, keep going. And then they walk, and then here come uh, all the street toughs, the guys that killed that dude. They're walking by, and the cops like, whoop, whoop, uh, "Let the siren go," and they all kind of stop and look, and they stop. All right, Milo, be safe. And then they're all like, "What the fuck? Did he snitch?" And then Milo just kind of like hauls ass and runs to his building. Because uh, later on, they they say, "Hey man," they they two of them confront him uh, before he goes and has been like, "Hey man, did you?" You saw the cops and they're like, "Uh, yeah, and did you tell? What did you tell him?" He goes, "Nothing." And they're like, "All right." And he goes, "I didn't I didn't say anything. I didn't see anything. I don't know nothing." And they're like, "Okay." So they kind of just let him go. But I mean, obviously they if they if he would have would have said something, the cops would have been there immediately and picked all those guys up. So they kind of realized that nothing happened. So, um during uh, other things, Sophie and and um, Milo get really close because they end up kind of hooking up. Uh, she doesn't want to be with her grandfather, so he's living with her or uh, she's living with him and her brother and they end up uh, doing what uh, young teens do. And uh, one day he goes, I think he goes off to school and then she is like digging around in his stuff and she finds all his journals of... Uh, his rules for killing and whatever else he wrote in there. So she kind of like, whoa. And she just sees all that and gets the hell out of there. And Milo comes home and he asks his brother, where'd she go? I don't know, man. She just up and left. Oh, okay. Oh, before all that, um, they were at Coney Island having a good time. And then they were sitting there, uh, talking and, uh, Milo kind of, um, was fantasizing that he killed Sophie because they're sitting there talking on on the beach. And he he had this pin with this uh, little blade that he had in it. He's like, he pulled that out, slit her throat and then starts sucking her blood. But then the camera switches and he's, they're both sitting there still laughing around talking. So he was imagining that. And then she finds all his stuff and then she gets the hell out of there. He's calling her and texting her like, Hey, uh, let's talk about all this. And, She's like, nah, nah. <laughs> so, but, um, so he's kind of like, uh, all right. So he just kind of does his, um, his own thing. Um, it says, uh, so while he's out walking around the streets, uh, in the meantime, Milo stalks a man to his home and, uh, he ends up, uh, well, he's walking it's, it's dark. He's walking around down the street and then he sees this guy and this lady arguing Ah, fuck you, no, fuck you, they're yelling and all this and all that and he's like just walking and then the guy, I think he's drunk because he starts walking away and Milo follows after him and ends up going to uh, his apartment and, and gets in there um, but uh, when he gets in there he he's, they, they have a little daughter so this was kind of ruthless because he, he kills her uh, drinks her blood and then he goes down and uh, that guy is passed out in the other room and then he ends up killing her or killing him. It says Milo stalks a man in his home um, exonating? I don't know how to say this fucking word. Him and his young daughter before stealing, basically killing him and his young daughter before stealing some of their fine china. On the way home, Milo weeps and uh, contemplates about jumping off the top of a tall building. Because, yeah, after he killed them, he was... I don't know if he was feeling bad that he killed them or he was feeling bad that Sophie was gone. Um, but he was just like, oh, all right, whatever. So, uh, the next day, Milo gives Andre, the leader of the gang, his collection of uh, goods stolen from all his victims so they can trust each other again. Uh, yeah, I mean, because Milo, he was... Other than, he, other than killing them, he was rolling them as well because he would take their money and their wallets and everything. I was thinking that's stupid right there. All right, take the money, but don't take their wallet. <laughs> I mean, they got their ID and everything in there. If the cops come raid your house, your ass out. But anyway, so he was he had all this stuff that he was taking from him and just um putting it like in a like a Walmart bag or whatever, plastic bag and putting it behind his videotapes. So yeah, he had all this stuff, but he wanted the the guys to trust him again. So he's like, hey, man, he he like got all this stuff. And he said, here, man, this is they're like, where'd you get all this? And then, oh, I stole it. And they go, here, I just want to give it to you. So we're cool. And the guy's like, all right, man, it's all good. So he takes it. Uh, Milo goes uh, to the police and then basically rats them out. <laughs> so um, I think he was just trying to uh, get them off the streets for a little while to leave them alone. So he... He goes home and then uh he he hears you hear all these police sirens and everything and then you see uh gunshots and, and you hear gunshots and all that and he's like looking out the window and you, you hear this big old uh police um gang war fighting and then uh, Lewis's brother ends up kind of telling him that uh yeah they got um they got picked up I assume none of them got killed as, soon as I guess they all got arrested but um after he visits the police station in therapy he explains to the therapist that he has recently been drawing a lot of pictures of the sun. he buys Sophie flowers and they leave for the day for a fun day at Coney Island at night seeing he manages okay this is I read this has already happened uh, but yeah then the shootout and the gang are all arrested um, the next morning Louis I asked Milo if he heard about Andre's gang and uh, all of them being arrested Milo's like nah I don't, I don't know nothing about that Uh, And then he kind of asks his brother, who used to be in the Army, if he's ever killed anyone. And his brother's like, "Um, well, I've never killed anybody. This is when he was in the war. He goes, but I've seen a lot of uh, body parts. I mean, the aftermath of war. So he's like, oh, okay. So it says, sensing that something is uh, upsetting Milo, Lewis tells him that whatever he's feeling guilty about uh, pales to comparison of what the horrible things other people are doing to each other. Milo thanks him and goes for a walk. Yeah, he, his brother's like, "Hey man, just think about other people doing bad shit out there." I mean, whatever you think you're doing wrong, he he doesn't know what his brothers doing. Don't, I mean, there's other there's people out there doing worse. But Milo's out there killing people, so I don't know. But anyway, so Milo's out there walking around the street and then uh this car pulls up. Er- and he goes, hey, freak, and he turns a Look, and a couple shots, he takes a few slugs to the chest, and he goes down. I was like, week! I was like, damn! Uh, I was kind of hoping for a, a happier ending, but and technically, I guess this is a sad hood movie. Um, shout out to Prim's Hood Cinema. Listen to him or watch his videos on YouTube. Prim, if you're listening, brother, man, do this movie. <laughs> but um anyway so he he's dead um oh before he um he, he did hook up with sophie again and he gave her all the money that he had it's like that bag full of money and he was like well i'm sorry but here i want you to have this take it and go see uh your cousin or whoever that lived out in the country and he goes. I I just want you to go. I want I want you to be safe. I mean, he he kind of got her out of there before everything went down. So she was like, "All right." So she ended up leaving. Uh, she was kind of looking around, thinking. Oh, she asked him, "Why don't you just come with me?" And he's like, "Nah, I need I need to stay here." So they um, she ends up leaving. But while she's sitting there waiting for the bus, uh, and she kind of opens up the bag and. She sees a little note, and he goes, "Oh, I uh, I read Twilight, and it sucked." And she just kind of laughs, and then he goes into this uh, whole speech on. Uh, uh, Sophie reads a letter from Milo. It reveals that he watched Twilight, but it sucked, and that is given, and that he has given vampire suicide some more thought. While he maintains the vampires cannot kill themselves directly, he alludes in his own actions and explains that he believes that a vampire could kill himself indirectly by orchestrating something that he knew would result in death, especially if motivated by a desire but uh, inability to not hurt others. All right, so that's basically what he did. I think he knew he was going to, he was, he could get killed if he do. I mean, I think, um, he figured maybe once those guys got out of jail, they were going to come after him. So, and I think he, I think he wanted to die. This is what, what I think. I think he wanted to, he just wanted to die. He wanted to stop doing what he was doing. And he realized that he couldn't stop doing it. So that's why he kind of set up that gang. And, uh, uh other friends uh of the of those guys that all got arrested, they were the ones that came after uh Milo and, and uh and got him retaliation and, and they got him. So I think that's why he did all that. So he goes he knew he can get killed. Because when he turned when they said, hey freak and he just turned around and looked, like I think he knew they were coming for him, and he knew it was going to happen. He just didn't know when. He just turned and looked and dish, dish, took those shots and then went down. So while he's talking all this, there's a, they're showing um, him getting taken away. Uh, they put him in a body bag. They take him to the, to the morgue. They do an autopsy on him. They take his heart, and then they just put him in a box, and then they just take him out into a grave and uh, put him in there. So Sophie's where she's at. Uh Lewis, I assume he's just at home sad after finding out his brothers died and or was murdered, and then that's pretty much the end of your movie. It's where they they show the the dirt after his grace filled up, and then uh the movie's over, so I was kinda like, man, this movie just ended on such a downer I, w- I wanted more of a Alright, he evil is punished, or those bad guys are punished. Um, he was going to go off with Sophie somewhere uh, to who knows where and live happily ever after. But, I mean, once... Uh, after really kind of thinking about it and reading some things, I was like, Ah, oh, okay, I see what he did there. Because he, he did explain that, yeah, vampires can't... They can't kill themselves. But they still... But they can be killed if they needed to. I think that's why he did all what he did. So... Because he knew someone was going to come after him and get him. But, uh, again, the Transfiguration. Uh, uh, it was an awesome film. I don't know if it was in the theaters here. I know it did some festivals. And it is not on Blu-ray here in America. Uh, I did look for it. It, it. I don't have a multi-region uh, Blu-ray player. So, uh, I don't, I don't want to buy one on an import and can't play it. So, but uh, hopefully uh, one of these companies uh, puts it out because I really want to own this film. I thought it was an awesome, awesome film. I really loved it. Uh, I definitely want to watch it again. I want to I watch a clearer copy, so I guess I can rent it or buy it on Amazon or whatever. Uh, but this is an amazing film. I pretty much ruined the whole movie for you. But it's, it's, really, it's really, really good. Um, they're labeling it the here an American Horror Drama. Um, I'm you, you, again. You guys know me. I I didn't I didn't even think it was a horror movie. Uh, I understand why they call it that. I mean, there's a lot of people that make movies. Oh, this is a horror movie, and then it's not. In my opinion, well, I always say it's not traditional horror. But anyway, I mean, it's a good good movie. It's a it's a well written story, and I thought um, uh, this young gentleman Eric Ruffin and Chloe Levine, I think they did an amazing job with uh, what they did. And everyone acting in it uh, was awesome. So, um trying to see what else this young woman has done that I've seen. I'm, the, the name sounds familiar. But, um, she was a Mr. Robot away and watch the Defenders. Is that the Defenders? Um, I guess she was in that. I don't remember her in it, but alright but yeah check it out Um, again if you don't mind the little credit copy that's on YouTube uh, check it out there or rent it and yeah um, this was an awesome uh, awesome uh, recommendation and uh, I loved it so uh, definitely check it out but with that everyone uh, come back tomorrow for more be safe out there and party on
0: I'm not, I'm not sure vampire shit are meant to be here. I mean, I know they've always been here, but I mean, if you can only exist to hurt people and, and you know better, then maybe it's better to decide not to exist at all.